strong. We've upgraded very strongly. We took some of Steve Bannon's money that he took for the Wall Foundation, and we upgraded the camera equipment. So very good. Well, and Mr. as you can see, excuse me, as you can see, I'm wearing official Trump military merchandise. Okay, because we're going to war against the Democrats and sleepy Joe Biden. Well, available, Mr. At, available at the trumpstore.com. Well, I just wanted to welcome everyone to recap DNC number four. Uh, we're just still letting some people in here. We got a lot of people coming in who want to speak to you tonight. And this is the perfect 10 Q&A that will be released to every single person. Um, Mr. President, welcome to this episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. Um, let's just start off. Steve Bannon, um, fraud, arrested. He was your former campaign chairman, what do you have to say about this? A lot of people who you've worked with have been arrested. What do you have to say about this? Steve who? Who is it? Can you repeat the name? Uh, Steve Bannon with a B. Yes. You, you worked with okay, him. Okay. Well, you know, I, I have obviously when I, I do great business and I also run a very strong government. So there's, you know, I'd say there's a lot of people that... Oh, somebody's got a mute. Somebody's got a mute. Maybe that's Steve I, I Bannon. I took care of it. I took care of it, Mr. President. I'm concerned. I don't, you know, I, I probably had somebody named Steve Bannon work for me. I think that's totally fair. But I don't, uh, you know, I don't know him well. So we wish, we wish him well. It's a tough thing. But, you know. He was your campaign chairman. He helped you with your campaign. He helped you win presidency. He, he, was, he, he played a huge part. You don't remember him. Well, you know who played a huger part? Me. Okay, I was a little more focused on me winning the presidency, not on all the pieces of people helping me. You know, very nice people, but, you know, I wasn't, you know, we're not focused on everybody. I was focused on me trying to make our country great. Well, what do you have to say about another person who worked for you is arrested again? A lot of people who work for you end up going to jail. Don't you think that's strange? Well, I think our criminal justice system needs reform. They're putting too many of our great white people behind bars. And I think that's, you know, that's, I think that's, uh, you know, I'll talk about this with Kanye and Kim, and we'll see if we can finally get some white people to be treated fairly by our criminal justice system. I, I don't think that's the case of white people being treated fairly by the criminal justice system. That, that's not the case. I think the case is, is that you are hiring crooked people and also the people who are doing business for you, it's almost like they sign a blood oath to do whatever it is and they don't throw you under the bus for some reason. Well, to be honest, a blood oath is a lot better than what big guy Mike Pence oath would want. <laughs> he'd, want something a little, he'd want something a little different than blood and I can tell you that it's not too pretty. Well... Uh, you're, you're, you're deflecting here, Mr. President. Lots of your former, I don't have it in front of me, but at least three, at least three of your former employees are in jail or serve jail time. Yeah, but you're not talking about all the employees who are not in jail. Why don't you talk about those employees? Those are very strong non, non-jail employees. We're talking about, you're the president of the United States. I don't, during Obama, there was his people weren't being thrown in jail left and right. And we also had a weak country. 
So we didn't have saying. a strong we didn't have a strong Trump economy. We had a, we had a, our military had no bullets, and you know it was a, it was a, we were a very weak country. So sometimes when you're tough, people don't like it. Okay. So you had to hire criminals. We don't no no. There were no criminals. We hire great people, great talent. Okay. Who then become criminals is I don't understand. Well, that's once again, it's, I don't know what the problem is. We're talking criminal justice reform when they attack great white people and throw them in jail for nothing. We've got to correct that. I think you'd agree. I think you'd agree we need criminal justice reform. For sure. So you're saying these people were, are unfairly tried and, and they're innocent. Totally innocent, even though I don't know them. Perfect. One of your favorite artists performed tonight at the DNC. John Legend, what do you did, did? First of all, how much of did you see tonight? I know you didn't catch a lot of uh, the DNC nights one you and know, two it's, and three. It's, you know, you know me. I was I was on with Hannity tonight also, so I couldn't watch everything. But I, you know, tonight barely flipped by. What was it? Two hours and ten minutes. I saw maybe an hour and fifty-two minutes. So barely, you know, pretty much nothing. Uh, so, but I did catch John Legend. Okay, once again singing the. You know, he sings this song so much with Common, okay? Who, by the way, I think Le John Legend should name himself John Common because he's very common, not a legend. <laughs> it's a very annoying singing voice he has, a very overrated singer. I would call him John Common, and I would call Common, you know, no legend. bars. You don't, you don't like Common? No, I, I mean, at least he got his name right. But have you ever seen him with the AI? He's always talking about AI on the commercials. The guy's got no charisma. <laughs> He's a horrible spokesman. He's just, I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to grace him with a presidential impression. That's how bad I, that's how, that's how, how about pathetic? Name him pathetic and name John Legend, John Common. There. <laughs> we could work on that. Glory! <laughs> You really don't like John Legend. Now, Mr. President. No respect. Um, it, the DNC opened up uh, with, with, with Duckworth, who is a former um, governor in, uh, in, in Illinois. Is that what it was? Yes. Am I correct on that? You've obviously done your research. Tammy okay. Duckworth, senator from Illinois. Now, senator. Okay. Now she, I got governor wrong. Um, she called you a coward in chief. Well, she has no legs. <laughs> yeah, but she. So I don't know who she's talking to. I have legs. Okay. That's Mr. President. What does that mean? Someone who doesn't have legs can't have an opinion or anything. No, she can have an opinion, and I have an opinion that she has no legs. It's not an opinion. It's actually a fact that she has well, no they, legs. Well, they, well, there you go then. See that? I'm spitting, as the kids would say, I'm spitting facts. The thing is that she served our country. She lost her legs fighting for our country. So I don't think we should really make fun of that. Nobody's making fun of it. I'm saying I don't, I don't really care to listen to her. But the first thing you said about her is that she has no legs. That has nothing to do with what she said. Well, you know, when somebody says you have no leg to stand on, meaning you don't have an argument, well, she literally has no argument because she has no legs to stand on. So not impressed by Duckworth, okay? You know, she sounds like a syrup. 
She sounds like a syrup, except the bottle would be short because there's no legs. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Duckiesworth, a very short syrup bottle with no legs and a lot of nastiness. I wouldn't buy it. All right. <laughs> but no leg to stand on is really, it's like a saying. It's not taken literal where if you ha don't have legs, you can't like have an opinion and really well, you know what? I think it's a strong way to look at it. I think we're going to go with uh, the way I say it. I think that's a better phrase. That's funny. It's definitely funnier. Um, how about Pete Buttigieg? What do you think of his speech tonight? He didn't look comfortable. You know, I think he's sort of book smart, but he's got no charisma. And, uh, you know, he talked about his his husband. Okay, I saw Mike Pence get a little jealous, but... Uh, I don't like that he has a, a husband named Chastin. What kind of name is Chastin? That's a very Brooklyn hipster. It's it's a very millennial name for sure, Chastin. But it he Chastin might be a nice guy. I, I don't really know Chastin, but he's talking about gay rights and. Mr. President, you haven't really treated everyone equally throughout your presidency. No, I've treated so. people with, no, no, excuse me. I've treated people with great equality and so much so that no, everybody talks about gay rights. In my second term, we're going to make a strong play for gay lefts. <laughs> Can you explain that? Nope. Well, nobody ever talks about the gay lefts. It's always gay rights, gay rights. Well, you know what? Sometimes you, you have a gay left. Do you understand they're not talking about direction? It's not like gay, right, left direction. It's like gay rights for people to be considered everyone being equal. That, that's what they're talking about. Well, no, nobody's been stronger on rights than me. Obviously, we had the great Jeff Epstein, who we've discussed time and time again, was a great uh, supporter of minority rights. I, I understand that. So Always you, you, supported the minors getting rights. Minors with titties. That's what he always said. And he said, you combine that and you get minorities. So it's a beautiful thing. We miss him every day. What do you think about all the losing Democrats in the, the Zoom meeting together just talking about Biden? That was. Um, Have you ever seen a more pathetic group? Have you ever. The, it was sad. It was the worst Zoom chat. And then Corny, remember we called him Corny Booker, not Cory Booker. We called right. him Corny. And he lived up to his nickname, Corny Booker. He was Corny, all right. Uh, Bernie Sanders looked like he was having a couple of drinks, very red in the face. Uh, you know, it was just a sad group. It was a sad, Beto couldn't stop moving. You know, even when he was sitting in a chair, his arms started to, I always said Beto looks like one of those things at the, uh, a marionette puppet. No, excuse me. No, okay. at the, uh, car wash or like at a car dealership these things oh, they blow this, the air up into it that's yeah. that's beto that's that's he could just stand outside the democratic convention and say like come on in i can't stop moving my arms there was one thing tonight i want to ask you about i thought it was kind of strange just thrown in there it was a teenage boy who who has a stuttering problem and he said when when biden came to his school uh, he helped him give him confidence to, with this stuttering problem. What did you think of that whole um, part of the DNC? Well, I mean, we all know that Joe Biden is not great at talking, but I thought that the kid was a total faker. So you thought he was a fake stutterer? A total Did you hear it? He, I've heard a stutter. This, this guy, he was laying it on thick. 
you know, very overacting. It was like, you know, whether 10 seconds, 12 seconds, it's like, okay, well now let's just move on. It's not that important what he's saying anyway. But uh, no, I thought it was a total fake. We're going to look into it, but I think the kid was a total fake. So you really think he went for the trouble to get a fake stutterer to do that whole story and, and everything. Oh, I'm and, not and, saying, you know, Sleepy Joe uh, is a loser, but I'm not saying he found <laughs> that. I think this Sleepy Joe very easily fooled. Okay, that's why we can't have him as president. So this kid said, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll pretend like I can't speak normally. And then Sleepy Joe will be too sleepy to realize I'm a fake. And, you know, then I'll get on the Democrat. You know, they were letting anybody on the Democratic convention tonight. So you think the, the kid wanted some fame, so he went on the DNC. Yeah, he's probably on TikTok, right? <laughs> Isn't that what they're doing? He's probably, like, got a name. He's a, you know, stutter kid, and he's got a million <laughs> followers. Truly terrible. It was a disgrace. Uh, I well, if we were naming this episode, we got a name, huh? <laughs> Too bad it was a total, total disgrace. Now, what did you think about Biden's speech at the end? And then we'll take questions from our great. Yeah, then we're going to go into a Q&A from our, yes. Well, I got to say, I normally don't give Sleepy Joe compliments, but he didn't fall asleep once. <laughs> he stood, he was good. awake. He was awake the entire speech. And I said, okay, well, you know, he got a little angry. It's so funny. You ever see Joe Biden? He's yelling at you to be compassionate. He's like, we're better than that, America. We're better than that. We love, we're nice. And it's like, you don't seem too nice, Sleepy Joe. You seem very angry. At least when I'm angry, I seem angry. And when I'm nice, I seem nice. But Sleepy Joe seems to not understand that when you're talking about being nice, you should be nice. You know? I think, I think he was just fired up. And um, he just had a lot of energy. And I, I, thought, I thought it was a very powerful speech. I thought he Although did a great job. this is probably when Sleepy Joe wakes up for breakfast around midnight. You know, he gets the midnight breakfast, lunch at 6 a.m., and then has dinner at 1 p.m., and then, you know, goes to sleep at 4 in the afternoon. You can't have that as a president. No, you definitely can't, because when are you going to tweet? It's impossible. No? Well, I tweet when I want to tweet. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. So you gave Biden props for a speech tonight. I gave Biden props for not falling down and hitting his head on the podium. If you want to call that props, I guess I give him a prop. One prop. So nothing has to do with the speech. You're just proud of him for not falling asleep and hurting himself during the speech? I think that's fair. I, think, I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was not a great speech. It was just okay. You're going to believe me when, you know, the people who listen to this great podcast know what we have in store for the, I mean, even you, and I feel like you're sort of a liberal cuck, even you have to admit next week is going to be so much more entertaining. I'm I mean, so next excited. Week, next week is going to be like, imagine going to a NASCAR race. Okay. And all it is, is car crashes. <laughs> There's actually no, it's just car crashes with faith. Okay. Guns, faith, car crashes. And Bang, car you know, crash. That's good. It's just going to be so much faith. So much good faith. Uh, well, that's awesome, Mr. President. So if you were going to grade the DNC, 
one to ten. You were grading it every single night. What would you give a final grade to the DNC before we get to questions? Well, the highlights were Eva Longoria and AOC. And the lowlights were everybody else. So I give it an F, but not an F minus, because AOC and Eva Longoria stopped it from being an F minus. But I thought we were giving it a, okay, well, I guess we're giving it a grade, a letter grade. F minus it is. I thought we are going to go out of 10, but F minus. Okay. Oh, no, that's what you, excuse me, that's what you said, and I made it a different system. But that's how we were doing it. Okay, it's fine. F minus for the DNC. Oh, I you would, mean on the other episodes? Oh, you must have been listening. I didn't realize you were listening to the old episodes. I was, yes. Uh, okay, well, on a scale of a 1.5 out of 10. Why not a zero, I have to ask? Just because of Eva Longoria? And AOC. Okay. That's fair. Well, One we point are- for Eva Longoria, 0.5 points for AOC. I thought you were you were becoming a bigger fan of AOC. The way you were talking about her the night, if she decided to go right, you would take her as part of your cabinet. Maybe you'd even kick Pence out and having her. I'd give, as- her, I'd give her some gay lefts. <laughs> the- <laughs> no, but you're asking me to grade the whole convention. Right. I understand that. So it's your own question. Okay. Maybe it was a stupid question. I just thought even Longoria uh, would have got a lower grade than AOC. We are going to open up the floor right now to questions from our Patreon patriots, our perfect 10 level. We're going to go with Rachel Armstrong first. She's not even going the virtual hand up. She's just going with the regular hand up like she's in school. So, Rachel, please ask our president whatever you'd like to know. Mr. President, it is such an honor. Oh, it my is. gosh. I agree. <laughs> Oh, I'm shaking. Okay, so my question is, if anything, what intimidates you the most about Joe Biden? What might scare you? And if he were to win, uh, tell us, confide in us as your Perfect 10 Patreon patriots, what would you do if you lose the election? It's a lot of questions. You sort of crammed like three questions into one question. That was very sneaky. I would say intimidated by Joe Biden. No, but I respect the fact that I think he had his first wife killed in a car crash so he wouldn't have to go to a divorce lawyer and married a very hot young woman. And I think that is, you know, everybody acts like he's so nice, but I think that is that is sort of a level that I don't even go to, although, you know, tell, don't tell melatonin, but it might be a good idea. But I respect that about him, that he was ruthless, so he might still have that in him. Because I don't believe, I think he had something to do with it. And we're having, we're having QAnon and Breitbart look into whether or not it was a setup that his first wife disappeared, okay? Uh, <laughs> so I respect that, and he's obviously somebody with some toughness, even though he pretends to be this nice old man um what was your second question so i think that answers the first question and then if you were going uh, to lose what would you uh what would you do how would you deal with it i mean if i lose to sleepy joe it's i mean it's pretty much impossible but if i if by some miracle you know if god decides that i'm no longer his favorite person (laughs) and i lose the election 
I will sue him in at least 15 states. I will ask my Second Amendment people to not allow Joe Biden into the White House. And we'll just see what happens. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Thank you so question? much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rachel. We appreciate you're very, that. You're very welcome. Tom Fitzgerald, this guy has got awesome questions every single time. Tom, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President, sir. Um, you sir, mentioned there, that you know, he's one of our great, he might be the captain of the Patreon Patriots, <laughs> always says sir. You mentioned that next week there'll be a night of prayer at your strong Republican convention. And I, I was wondering, prayer. will, you know, there's the Ted Nugent, James Woods, Devil's Triangle. Will BGMP perhaps be leading a Devil's Triangle with maybe Lindsey Graham or Matt Gates, just as a way to kind of broaden the appeal? Thank you, sir. Now that's, you know, I, as you could see, I was getting a little emotional there. Uh, because I, when I think prayer, when I think prayer, strong prayer, I get very emotional. I feel very touched by the, uh, the wholesome spirit. I think they call it the wholesome spirit. And I would say on the night of prayer, obviously the night before is the, as you said, the James Woods and uh, Ted Nugent, barely legal devil's triangle with a great Jeff Epstein mural in the back. The next night with the powerhouse of prayer night, Mike Pence is definitely going to be involved. And actually you brought up Matt Gates and Lindsey Graham. Now Lindsey Graham is not as sort of a strong Christian as I am. But Matt Gates asked if he could bring his Cuban son with him. <laughs> and I think there's going to be some, uh, you know, it's a way we're going to sort of combine the prayer and then honoring our great Cubans who love us in Florida. So there'll be sort of a, a combo prayer, Cuban gangbang sort of situation as, a, as sort of a, you know, a great moment of celebration of faith. Very religious evening. Um, are there any other questions from Patreon Patriots? Yes. We have Adrian. Adrian, please ask the president whatever you'd like. Thank you, President. Uh, it's, a, it's a great honor. You know, just continuing with this uh, theme of religion, uh, I'm, I'm sure you have the power to, you know, to heal with your touch. So could you tell us about that? I mean, what, what can you heal with your, with your magical, godlike religious touch? Well, thank, well, okay. Well, you know, this is, this is why we only do this with the Patreon Patriots because there's the respect, the great respect, you know, there's, there have been times, you know, where you're not supposed to say this. Okay. But where I feel like when I put my hands on people, I'm able to heal. I'm able to give great healing. And, you know, it's happened many times. I've, I've put my hands on many women and you know, they, they were crying at first, okay? And then after a while, the tears stopped. It's almost like they, they gave in to my great sort of power of healing because the tears went away after a while. Now, sometimes they come back with lawsuits after because they forget about the great healing. But, you know, overall, I think you're probably right. I think there is, it tends to only work with women, really. Uh, uh, but uh, no, we've, we have great, we have great, and I didn't even know I had this power until I met with our great faith leaders and they told me, you know, that I was sort of a, I think they said like a vessel 
of the Lord. They said a vessel of the Lord. That's what they call me. So it's, uh, it's a great honor, and I thank you for the question. Thank you. I'm, I'm learning stuff about you tonight, Mr. President. I had no clue. Andrew, please ask the president whatever you would like. We got to unmute you, Andrew. Um, I'm, I'm tremendously sorry. I'm so sorry about that. It's a tremendous sign of disrespect, and I really apologize. Well, wow, wow, wow. Andrew agrees. That was totally disrespectful. I'm so sorry. It's my first time. It's actually my first ever Zoom meeting. Who are those two people? There's two people. Oh, there's two, there's two Andrews. I, I didn't two specify. Andrews. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andrew without a last name. And then Andrew Danley, you can go next. You know, I was wondering how many hours of cable television you watch a day, sir? And which of uh, the commentators do you think are the most bangable on the women's oh, well, side? Well, of course, well, you know, I'll bring and in. God BG. bless you, sir. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll see if God blesses you. <laughs> uh, but what I can tell you is I, when you said the women, I'm glad because BGMP overheard and he was about to, you know, he's about to come in here and say Chris Cuomo. But uh, I will tell you right now, I watch probably only, I'd say, five, five hours, maybe, maybe six uh, at most per day of cable news, mostly Fox. But I tell you who I like. I'll tell you who I like, and it's people don't expect this one, but on OAN, okay, they're sort of the up and comer, because Fox News, as I've said, is like the wife, okay, the longtime wife. You have great history, but she's sort of lost the adventure. And OAN is like sort of the young, the runaway that you find at the bus depot. <laughs> you know, that, that agrees to do butt stuff for cab fare. You know, they're very, it's a very passionate sort of hunger that OAN has. And they have this woman, I think it's Chanel. She's at the press conferences. She looks sort of Polynesian, but she asks these great questions. I, I'm not just gonna tell you she's bangable. I've banged her, okay? <laughs> so we don't have to deal with theory right now. I'm telling you, I have, you know. I don't get that channel. I've gotten her rare earth minerals, if you know what I mean. That's something that China has a lot of. So that's sort of an Asian sex metaphor, they call it. And uh, no, so she's, she's a, a great talent. And uh, so I would say she's not just bangable, she's banged. Grats, Ms. Br I did not know that. Well, melatonin, melatonin, uh, She's not a Patreon patriot. She can't, I withhold her allowance so she can't join. That's good. Um, Andy, do you have a question? Andy Danley, do you have a question? So, yeah, this is metal. I don't really have a question. This was just insane. You guys have had a great week. And I was just uh, thoroughly enjoyed everything that was done this whole week. And uh, you guys are awesome. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Great respect. Did you say metal? You're metal? Yeah, I'm metal. Oh, you're, me you're metal. Okay. Metal has been bothering me a lot on Twitter, but I respect <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I respect <laughs> it greatly. You have a younger voice than I would expect. So, you know, not like me. I have a much, you know, sort of younger, talented voice. But, you know, I expected you to sound older. Yeah. It's the That's cycling. All. It's the coal-powered coal cycling. Well, you've got to have clean coal to power your, your bikes. So it's important. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you.
<laughs> Do we have any other questions from Patreon Patriots tonight? Zoe asked a question in the chat. I don't know why I'm telling you this. You're the tech stuff guy. Uh, okay, Zoe, where is okay? Zoe, floor is yours. Just gotta unmute. The suspense. Okay. There it is. You hear me? Okay. Thank you, Mr. President. So I uh, hear you have a beef with Goodyear tires. Uh, so are you going to remove them off the presidential limousine? Because I hear they're taking you places. Yeah, no, that, well, that's a good question. And I appreciate it. We are going to take off uh, the Goodyear tires. Um, we're looking into other Michelin. Okay, Michelin is very okay. strong with tires. Um, and Mike Mike Pence, my great vice president, is actually a big fan of the Michelin man because he said, you know, he likes a little more bulk. So, uh, you know, I think it has great potential. We're looking into maybe doing a deal with Michelin, and it sounds like Michigan, and we're trying to win Michigan. So I think, you know, Goodyear is, you know sort of a failed company and they don't like blue lives matter and uh it's a disgrace that they're not letting people wear maga hats um and i hear they also have an anti-clan hood policy okay so they're very anti-free speech so no more good year we're going to look into michelin because you know the michelin man dresses in all white so he's almost sort of you know we like that that's sort of a good you know very good very message. fine people yeah I very fine tires on both sides <laughs> <laughs> thank you mr president you're very welcome thank you <laughs> we have uh we have time for one or two more questions would anyone else like to ask a question we have time for one or two more um i i know tom's got one in the bag tom go for it mr president sir just out of curiosity do you think that or maybe you know so you're very close with god and jesus do you think that your father, the great Fred Trump, is spending time with Jeff Epstein up in heaven right now? And are they looking down on us? You getting emotional again, Mr. President? He, it's, he, knows you know, he, just, you. he knows how to get to you. He just named, he didn't just name one. He named, you know, the two. He named the great, <laughs> the, the twin towers in my life, the great Jeff Epstein. And I would say the greater Fred Trump. What I think they're doing in heaven right now is they are certainly looking down on us, very proud of what we're doing. And I think right now they are looking around and they have found, you know, an angel that's a single mother. And they are right now double teaming that angel, holding a place for me. And it, you know, they're just saying, you know, this is, you know, Jeff Epstein is sort of filling in for me. It's almost like they now have heavenly holiday traditions but since i'm still here i can't do the traditions in heaven uh as you probably know from our great bonus episodes so i think it's a beautiful thing they're up there you know just tag teaming an angel you know every time every time donald trump says a racial slur an angel gets double teamed so it's great faith and just a powerful reminder of, of that I have strong people looking out for me above. So thank you for that. I'm sorry if I got emotional in the beginning, but obviously you bring up 
Jeff Epstein and the great Fred Trump. And it's, you know, who wouldn't, who wouldn't get upset by that? Mr. President, I'm surprised that in heaven, Jeffrey Epstein would agree to double team a mother, someone that old. No, no, teen mother. I didn't spend a teen mom. My mistake. My mistake. Okay. Clears everything up then. You know, yeah, there's always a Florida. Florida is so, you know, Florida is basically a conveyor belt of, you know, early death teen moms to heaven. (laughs) So Jeff Epstein never stops working, if you know what I mean. A conveyor belt. Uh, Our last question will come from Andrew, who looks like he's on a farm right now. That Andrew. Yes. Me? Yeah, there's like a farmland oh. behind you. Yeah, oh, uh, that's the golf course, actually. Oh, all right. Well, I, uh, well now, I'm from the city. Have, I don't know anything. Now you have my attention. Okay, don't listen to the tech stuff guy. He's <laughs> talking golf. I have great respect for golf. Well, you know, I, I guess I had. How do you play golf at such a great level? So tr- tough and strong, tremendous strength. Which at I your age, that. how do you do that? I let you know. I play is... golf and I stink. You know, I wish we could just do the show for the Patreon Patriots because they know they, you know, when I hear great things like tremendous strength, I say they're they're talking my language. Tremendous cognitive right here. Well, very strong cognitive, but I would say, no, no, I was talking about me. (laughs) Thank you. I I appreciate (laughs) you. No, actually, I knew. Okay. I don't think you knew. I knew. Okay. Excuse me. If you want the question answered, don't be rude. What I'm saying is golf the way I got so strong at golf is that I don't allow things to get in the way. Okay. COVID war bounties on our troops, economy, everything comes second to golf. Okay. Because, and you have to have that sort of discipline and say, I'm going to get in my five hours of golf. I don't care what's happening in the world. And that's, that was sort of my mindset for many years. So now that's, that's why I'm obviously the greatest presidential golfer, but I think I'm one of the top golfers, you know, that we have in the, in the, you know, the world. I can't the argue. World. Wow. That's, I didn't know that, Mr. President. That's, that's impressive. Now, Mr. President, I know you are probably exhausted. It's a long day and a big week coming up with the RNC, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Saturday, we are doing a bonus episode for all the Patreon patriots, and that is with, I'm sorry, Mr. President, but former President Obama is going to come on. He's going to talk to us about the DNC and the upcoming RNC. So hopefully you guys can get along. Last time wasn't that bad. And uh, if you'd like to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash MPGA. And if you are in the tri-state area, Monday, August 31st at 7.30 p.m., we'll be doing a live episode from the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, stressfactory.com for tickets. Mr. President, any parting ways for our listeners and the Perfect 10 Patreon patriots who spent the night with you tonight? Well, the, pay, the Perfect Ten, these are the elites of the elites, so we thank them very strongly. And we appreciate them allowing us, you know, we're sharing this with the sort of low-level people. Actually, everybody, not just Patreon, Mapigas, the ones who give us reviews, and even Mapigas mm-hmm. with the hard R, even they're getting it for this one time because it's a strong convention coverage. Next week... I am promising our listeners the greatest week of podcasting they've ever heard. And I don't, that is not an exaggeration. Next week, I am going to be so high on drugs and Diet Coke and Twitter and Fox News and Christian Blondes 
that you know the convention it's all it's it's going to be so powerful so strong i don't think i think everybody needs to tell their friends over the weekend you've got to get on the making podcast great again because it's going to be you know what you saw with joe biden tonight is not even worthy enough to be on our pregame okay so it's thank you everybody for staying with us next week is going to be the greatest week of your lives Thank you, Mr. President, and thank you all the Perfect Ten Patreon patriots who came out tonight. Uh, we really appreciate you guys and appreciate everyone who's listening. And uh, I think we're on, what, number 88 this uh, today, Mr. President, on iTunes. So And we're going to go up. We're going up. Top 10, baby. Keep spreading the word, everyone. We appreciate you. And um, we'll speak to you for the RNC next week. <laughs>